This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back on the road and back on track in Birmingham as the away day specialists deliver once again. Tottenham Hotspur up next for Preston North End. All of that to come. Adam, good morning. Good morning, George. How are we? Always better after three points. You've had a busy weekend, Birmingham and a bit of bingo last night. Yeah, I thought I'd rip up the script last night and do something completely different. After watching the um, real high-grade game between Arsenal and Man United, we thought to ourselves, why not close the weekend off with a bit of bingo at Club 3000, which was uh, an eye-opening experience. It's the first time I've been to uh, at a bingo, especially the one on New All Lane. Um, you got people from literally all walks of life in there. Um, and obviously, all competing to win a cash prize. Playing bingo. It was decent. It, it was a decent night, actually. I can see why people frequent often. And I'll be back, no doubt about it. I can imagine it was quite a sight when you walk in for the first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you walk in, obviously, you've got the reception where you collect your membership card. And then you walk in and uh, there's like a, a real room with a plethora of slot machines and... Um, fruit machines, which really isn't my game, really. Uh, but obviously, a lot of people enjoy playing those. I don't know why. You must be mental to play them. Yeah. And then you walk into the vast hall where you play bingo, and you've got a smoking terrace, you've got a bar, you've got a buffet, and then you've got um, a load of places to play. It was mm. um, it was good. Unsuccessful though. Well, yeah, I mean, you're up against it, really. Um, it's a massive hall. There's loads of people playing. Uh, and you'd be stunned at how quickly the lines go. It can literally be like eight or nine numbers and there's someone calling for a line and it's just part luck ultimately, isn't it? Um, so I didn't come particularly close. The person out, well, I know quite a few of us, but one of the lads won 
50 quid on one of the closing games. So um, all wasn't lost. Mm. Don't think I've ever won a game of bingo in my life, to be fair. Even in the pub, oh. the quiz, quiz we do, never yeah. come close. Well, uh, yeah, I reckon... I reckon over time I'll be down on it because it's obviously two pounds to play in the pub quiz, isn't it? <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good way to end a quiz. Really, I quite enjoy the uh, I quite enjoy the thrills of it. It can really it can really get tense at times when you when you're just longing for that last number. <laughs> it's quite a thrill. A decent weekend of footy, Preston. Back on track on the road, as we kind of thought they may do after last week's drubbing. This is what Preston do, isn't it? Yeah, we're a mental football club on and off the field. I mean, it was a it was a ridiculous week. If you if you're unlucky enough to follow the hashtag on Twitter, um, just people completely imploding, um, and it and it would appear that the club were doing too. Um, obviously, you had that Ridsdale scandal, which turned out to be, we think, um nonsense uh, and then obviously you've you've got all sorts going on haven't you but it was one of those tweets that'll get you'll like get people retweeting it in 10 years you just think what on earth what's yeah, going on there like, yeah <laughs> like do you remember this week for for the football club it was it was mental but it came to the weekend and it was weird everybody I spoke to had this really good feeling about North End getting something at Birmingham I mean, our records there good anyway. So we'd lost just one in eight, hadn't we? Going into the game at their place, that is. Um, and yeah, I just had this sort of really good feeling that North End were just going to win. And then you turn up inside 20 minutes and it's uh, it's party time, essentially. thought North End were really good first half. Uh, they came out um, with a bit between their teeth and, and let's have it right, they were poor Birmingham, weren't they? But uh, you can only beat what's in front of you and North End Blitz and first 20 minutes especially. Second half was a bit more, you know, workman-like. Uh, it would have been nice to get a third. Um, and then it was quite a bizarre last sort of quarter of an hour with their their ridiculous protest and, and them scoring. It seemed to be like the North End supporters were worried about the result and Birmingham were occupied elsewhere. But... Um, yeah, and much-needed win. Um, Ryan Lowe, if nothing else, has got this knack of winning when all when else... he needs one, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, crikey. Uh, there's been people slating him, um, and he needed that win, uh, and he got it, and then went and watched his mate, uh, Liam Smith, knock out Chris Eubank. It was one of the great days for the gaffer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm quite pleased for him because obviously it would have been um, a long week for him after that drubbing by Norwich, um, and it couldn't have ended the week uh, any better, really. Mm. I wasn't sure. I know you said you were confident. I wasn't sure before the game started, but first five minutes said it before we pressed, and you you sometimes just get the feeling, and we were swarming all over them, weren't we? They're quite an old team in in parts, and we were just for the first at ball. McCann and Woodburn, who were both hooked last weekend, looked like they were still fuming with that and kind of took it out on the pitch. They were decent. Front two were causing havoc. Kevin Longo, they've just signed from Birmingham. Their reporter, Birmingham reporter, was telling me how bad he was last weekend and he had a pretty, he had a stinker, didn't he? De Lapp and Cannon just kind of 
made it hell for him, pressing him and running. And you could tell he wasn't comfortable. And second, the two goals were good, but second half, we just decided to eliminate risk, didn't we? And turn the ball, get them running backwards whenever. And it didn't make for pretty viewing, but the damage had been done. Yeah, but well, um, second half just seemed to uh, drift by until they equalised. Uh, they uh, they scored uh, their only goal. Um, yeah, it did. It it seemed to go from half time to eighty minutes in no time, really, um, and then it was a long quarter of an hour after that. But um, yeah, a professional job, you could say. Really, uh, we never really looked in danger of of um, uh, of not winning the game, really. Uh, I know they had a chance later on, didn't they, where the volley went into the stands, which was a good chance. But uh, but other than that, they didn't really come close to equalising. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was a good win um, and a much-needed one. But obviously, it was away, so it could be expected. What was it like in the away end? My mate who was in there said it felt a bit weird because they've got the whole bottom tier shut off with uh, big banners because they're renovating it all and can't afford to fix it. And then the fans are obviously above that and it looks terrible on telly if you've ever seen Birmingham on telly but was it a bit of a strange kind of vibe or not? I think so yeah I think yeah I've had much better much better away games at Birmingham in terms of crowd support I think the crowd's a little bit divided at the moment to be honest there yeah um, it's a bit of a sorry state of affairs isn't it it's a massive club not just theirs but ours I mean oh sorry yeah yeah um I don't think everybody's going in the same direction, really. Um, yeah, I mean they've got they've got massive troubles, haven't they? Really, um, you know they want their owners out, don't they? We were talking to um, a few lads in the pub before the game, and they said they got relegated at White Hart Lane more than ten years ago now, uh, and year on year it's been worse and worse for them. So they just had enough, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, but oh. I don't know. Woodman commented, didn't he, uh, on Twitter that it was a great away end. I didn't really think so. Um, there were spells where there was no noise. Um, yeah, it felt a little bit odd, I'll be honest. I tend to go at the bottom anyway. Um, yeah, so away ends can be um, a lot better than that. And obviously the last quarter of an hour was it was quite tense in there, but uh, we got the job done. I w- it's... It's not a United, a United fan base at the minute, which is which is a shame. But uh, all the results on the pitch can really uh, harmonise that. I think. What would you rate the melee out of ten? Was it even well, a melee? So, well, it's difficult, isn't it? When so when one, it's as early in the game. Yes, um, and, and it's at the um, other end of the pitch. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, you've still got the same culprits trying to run down to the front and uh, and spark a melee, but um, <laughs> it's difficult to do. So you wouldn't rate it towards the higher echelons of melees, really. Uh, but you know, it was uh, it was fun all the same. You went with two changes: the Lap and Brady in for Johnson and Diaby. Brown back at right wing back just looked right. I think he did what he should have done last weekend and picked Diaby or Story. Went with Story and then Brady back in the side looked class. I thought the lap was very good again. The team just looked better, didn't it? Looked more comfortable. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Alan Brown had a really good game. And the wing backs both did. Um, yeah, yeah they were Brady, very good. We? Uh, with Miss Brady a lot. Um, he's just got that experience and a little bit of quality that we've been 
lacking a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, I must admit, before kickoff, I scratched my head a little bit how how Woodburn's getting game time over Johnson, and I'm still of that view. I know, I know, there's quite a healthy um, portion of the fan base who think that Johnson's done, but really, he should be getting game time over Woodburn, in my personal view. But uh, Ryan Lowe doesn't agree. Um, he was okay, Woodburn, wasn't he? He didn't have a bad game by any stretch. Uh, went off towards the end of the game. Um, with, I imagine, cramp. So, but yeah, Brown's... Uh, Brown, you just want to get Brown on the pitch, in my opinion. He gets a lot of unnecessary flack. Um, he's, ultimately, he's just one of our better players. Um, and uh, and we're, we're a much better team with him at right wing back. If he played, if he actually got the chance in, uh, in the middle of the midfield... Uh, we might be um, a better a better team as well, but yeah, uh, he's the best right wing back at the club, um, and we're a much better team with him in there uh, and Brady as well. Uh, are really, yeah, are really good. Um, and Delap and Cannon continued to impress. I thought they were direct. Uh, they caused chaos, didn't they, for long? Like I said earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just look quick and bundles of energy. It's um, it's good. It's what it's what you want to see from. Uh, your own signings, especially. Yeah. yeah. No, I was impressed. It was, it was a good result. Uh, uh, the first half, especially, was a good performance. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's nothing to grumble about this week. They are going to give everything, aren't they? They might only be here till May, both Delap and Cannon. But I suppose you could say they should do because it's their career. But they are they run themselves into the ground while they're on that pitch. And that's all you can ask for, I guess. Brady's just so clever and cute, isn't he? There was a bit in the first half where Chong tried, I don't know what he was doing because I saw the replay and I don't think Brady did, did anything, but then you just see him kind of hugging him from behind and laughing in his face and he's just got that kind of calming influence and I think he brings confidence out of others on the pitch as well. Absolutely, yeah. I, I wasn't the only one who sort of... Um, who raised my eyebrows when we signed him because he just looked like a walking injury, really. You know, he had um, undoubted quality, but every credit to him, he's been out injured for, what, a month or so? Yeah. Uh, uh, and he's come back in and uh, and turned a performance like, a performance in like that. Um, he deserves uh, a lot of credit. And, um, and and if we can keep him right, then um, it'll be a massive, a massive uh, influence in us. I suppose we didn't really comment on it, really, uh, when he went off injured. Uh, and he's not been... Uh, available, just how much we've missed him. But uh, you start to see when he plays that um, he is a he's a key just player. Solid, yeah, yeah, yeah. And despite his his obviously uh, small, brief time at the club, um, he's been he's been important for us. So yeah, mm. he's one of those we'd never be blessed with him in his pomp, but you can just see the quality in there in that left foot, especially. Two goals were good, weren't they? Class header from Brown and to be fair, led some surprise most people with that. He caught it beautifully. Yeah, it might buy Ryan Lester some more time in the plane eleven. Um he's been um he's not been great in recent weeks, but yeah, he's a brilliant striker, isn't he? Caught it just about as well as, as he could have hoped. Um he gave the keeper no chance. Um and it was an important goal for him. Uh, hopefully that can breed confidence in his wider game. Um I didn't really notice him really. On Saturday, which is a good sign, really. Um, he didn't make any blunders, and he obviously scored the goal. So um, it was one of his better games in recent weeks. 
Um, and then, yeah, the uh, and the brown head is good. It's one of them. If he doesn't connect with the ball that gets headed away at front post, people are groaning and moaning. Uh, but when you <laughs> score from the front post, it looks a lot better, doesn't it? Um, so, yeah, uh, really good ball, really good header. Uh, and you're in Dreamland at that point. I think everyone was quite surprised, but um, it was uh, it was a massive bonus. Hmm. What did you make of the second half? Did you have any kind of complaints or was it just kind of managing it at that point? You know, they've got you two goals. Don't do anything stupid and get out of there with the result. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at their goal and, and, we're, and really we ought to have made it uh, more comfortable. So we were, what was it, a two-on-two? Three on two. Woodburn and... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, there was no Woodburn pass. Parrot or Brady and... Was it the other one? Yeah, uh, it was Woodburn to Parrot. Yeah, uh, he, he was pass. fuming, weren't he? <laughs> he was absolutely yeah. fizzing. Yeah, um, and it would have been a really good chance for him to go and score and get his, his low move back on track. But uh, but, uh, but they literally went up the other end and scored. And if, if we score, if we score that chance, then, you know, you're talking about it being the, uh, the perfect... A plan really, um, yeah, yeah. I have no problems with the way we approach the second half. Really, you know, it's just about getting the job done at that point. Lindsay, after the game, said something quite interesting. I thought he said, kind of implied that we we overthink it at home. Maybe try and be something we're not. Play really nice, pretty football. And I think he maybe's got has got a point. Be a bit prag- more pragmatic on at Deepdale, and maybe the results will turn because away from home we just. Keep it simple, keep it solid, and chances come along, don't they? But teams do come out more when they're at the home ground, I guess. Yeah, well, that's it. Uh, there's no coincidence that we're better uh, away because tactically we're better, or you know the the um, opposition play to our strengths. It doesn't take a genius to work out that at home uh, teams just tend to come here, try and uh, make us. To unlock them and then in doing so uh, we leave gaps in behind and they attack them you know deep now has just been a, a free-for-all of late um, we need to it's important that we do uh, try something different so at home whether that be more a more pragmatic uh, uh, approach or not but um, yeah hopefully hopefully that can turn yeah one for the XG maniacs I think it's pretty much the same Home and away, one away, one at home, and we have a similar. Did the numbers? We had a we have a similar kind of shot on target, both home and away as well. So we're just kind of better in both boxes, aren't we? Which makes a difference. Well, yeah. What was our XG the other day? Something like zero point three four. I think so. Yeah. Which we I found a bit weird because Browns is a good chance, and Ledson's running onto the ball on the edge of the box, but. I guess it's his weak foot, you could say. I don't know how the, how the maniacs work it out, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I've absolutely no idea about XG to be totally honest. Uh, all I know is that, um, is that we scored two goals, uh, and we were much deserving winners. That's that's all I really look at. We won't go on about the finances, but the club accounts for 2021 22 came out this week. I'm sure Adam will have a chat about it on From the Finney tomorrow. They're coming back. Um, there is a good article done by Swiss Ramble, if anyone wants to go and have a read of that. They're a business and football finance page on Twitter. Um, just had a read this morning, very good. But yeah, we're losing loads of money. Lost £17 million, um, Fourth year, we know profit, which is just kind of staple for championship clubs. I think everyone's losing a lot of money in this day and age. But yeah, go and have a look at that. 
Adam, before the game, Ben Whiteman was linked with Fulham. Did that come as a surprise to you? Came as a surprise, surprise to me. Um, uh, yes and no, I suppose. Um, he's obviously a very good footballer, underappreciated by um, a segment of North End supporters. Uh, but yeah, I suppose it's always a surprise when when a, a team flying high in the Premier League come calling. Uh, and that's what they are. You know, they had a great start to the season for Fulham. Well, you can't even call it a start to the season. It's more of a yeah, a prolonged Flying spell. On. Yeah. Um, that's the sort of business that we should be looking to do, isn't it? Um, bringing in a players who you can then offload to high-end prem clubs. Yeah, um, definitely. And that's what. And that's what. And that's what we've done with Whiteman. Ultimately, if there is the interest from Fulham, I know Watford were interested. They're a big club as well with a lot of money. Um, so we won't be able to turn down the money that they yeah uh, said five million, didn't it? That they might offer. Yeah, if we get if we get that for him, then quadrupled you know, no what we good what we, we paid. Yeah. yeah, you've got to you've got to offload him. Um, it's all transfer speculation, isn't it? But um, yeah, it was the sun. It was very vague, wasn't it? The... Yeah. language in there but it's just good that our players are being linked with our teams towards the top of the prem isn't it you know it's a compliment really it should be taken as a compliment um, and maybe people might start to realise that Ben Whiteman is actually quite good <laughs> yeah um, he, he gets a lot of stick for uh, for passing it sideways not being as progressive as it could be but uh, we've noticed in recent weeks just how just how much of an influence he is on us, uh, especially at home. Um, so yeah, um, if that move happens, then kudos to him and well done to the club because it's been um, a good piece of business. But um, I'll not hang my hat on that story. Neither. Yeah, Bob on there. I think I love him as a player, and you can just tell he's a leader and character you want in your squad as well. But that kind of money comes uh, comes knocking on the door. He strikes you as someone that's ambitious, doesn't he? You know, you think Absolutely, he'd want to make that yeah. move. You can't really. Yeah, long way to go. Might might be something or nothing, but might be an agent trying to get a new deal. You never know. But don't think anyone would begrudge Whiteman a move to a top half prem team and Preston would have a bit of money to spend as well. So yeah, see what happens. But um, yeah, early days. I think Tottenham. No, we spoke about it uh, last week. But what are you thinking? I think it's going to be a great occasion, actually. I hope we sell a few more tickets. I know we've been rubbish at home, but I hope it's not bloody half empty. Miserable, aren't they? Miserable. My dad's not going on. I'm getting stuck into it all week. He'll be on. <laughs> um, I bought him a ticket despite him telling me not to. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm bang up for it. I really am. I'm always up for the cup. And I was a little bit disappointed when we drew him because I thought we'd get knocked out by him, but you know, I, the Spurs at City was the most Spurs thing you've ever seen, weren't it? Turn it up. Pathetic, are they? I've always been pathetic. Enjoyed our lifetime, Tottenham. If the two will put half time at Deepdale, don't be expecting a renaissance quite like Man City had uh, from us. But um, yeah, I, I really like that the kickoffs later on, a tea time kickoff, it gives um, everybody a chance to fuel up and get Deepdale rocking. Tank up. Deepdale's a great place when everyone's. You know, really up for it. And, and it's dark. Yeah, dark and the lights are on. Alcohol's flowed all day. You know, I cast my mind back to sort of 
I know Blackpool's an exception, but Blackpool last season was great. You know, every I don't think there was a sober person in the ground other than the press and the players, obviously. <laughs> That'd be a bit harder to do a hammered. But um, yeah, uh, I'm just hoping that that Deepdale's a real raucous place, um, and we can and we can drive the team on to uh, to an upset. Because imagine that on the big stage, big a BBC. big audience, prime time BBC. North End beating Tottenham would be um, it'll be special, and it'd be one of them to you know to stick up the supporters who snubbed it. <laughs> and watched it on the beam. Imagine, imagine we're one or two nil up after eighty-five minutes, and there's people at home watching it on the BBC. You'd, you'd never forgive yourself, would you? Never forgive yourself and because we got beat by Norwich a couple of weeks prior. <laughs> Come on now, get yourself on Deepdale. You know, get yourself out for a few in the afternoon. Get yourself bang up for it, and let's have a giant killing beating Tottenham, and then a decent, a decent draw in the next round. Who knows? Uh, just give us that cup run. Imagine, imagine years to come, we talk about beating Tottenham, you know, then we got a draw. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? Who cares if we draw? You know, it's, I, I just give me one cup run in my life. You're please. longing for this, aren't you? Yeah. I'm bang up for it. It's cup week. Up for the cup. Yeah. They're playing tonight, actually, so tune into that away at Fulham. Bizarrely, they're playing Fulham, us, and then they're playing Man City again. Two weeks after, which is weird. I don't know how that's happened. But, yeah. yeah they it went pretty strong for the Pompey game, didn't they? Kane and Son played. I know the rest of the team was a bit rotated, but... Yeah, yeah I didn't watch the game, but they sort of limped in, didn't they? They only won 1-0. To be fair, the rest yeah. of the team's much changed, but Kane and Son were in there. Which is what you want, I think. We can obviously... Oh, a big time. You want Harry Kane starting. I think we can expect... I think there's reason to be optimistic. Like, in the fact that um, it's not like the Man City one where I'm th- I'm thinking we're going to get absolutely rotted. No. Yeah, I know Conte's in charge there, but I'm not expecting Spurs to come and you know sit in front of us and wait for us to unlock them. I like to think that they come at us. <laughs> imagine if he, yeah, imagine if he comes with like a back five of Skip and Hoiberg and. Well, yeah, I, t- I mean, if the great Antonio Conte's got anything about him, then he would go with those tactics because Christ would he would be there all night trying to unlock Tottenham. I mean, said yeah. that Eric Dyer does play for them, so we might have a chance. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm absolutely bang up for it. I, re- I really think everybody should go and buy a ticket and we should pack Deepdale out and make it a real horrible place for Tottenham to come. I think it'd be class. It's It's got <clears> potential <throat> to be one of the great nights at Deepdale. Who wants to miss that? Yeah. Lost the last two games. If they're playing Fulham tonight, they were banging for them. If they don't get a result there, there's going to be bloody pressure on him, isn't there, coming to Deepdale? Well, yeah, I mean, he might he might choose to rest players. I don't know. We're speculating, aren't we? But, yeah. um, but no matter what Tottenham teams turns up, there's no need to be petrified of them anyway. Crikey. No, it's they've, just, the they've not got that. Um, they could come and absolutely smash his 5-0 right now we're saying this, but they haven't got that, oh my God, no. feel to them. We shall see. We shall see. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Cheers, mate. I think we'll beat them. Pleasure as ever. Hi. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
Are you in? At participate in restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.